Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You're listening to America's Off-Road Podcast, brought to you by Off-Road Power Products. Fueled by enthusiasm, a passion for the outdoors, and a spirit of adventure, we drive the industry we love. Welcome back to America's Off-Road Podcast, where you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. As always, I'm Kyle, here with Mr. Cooper and yeah, Ashford. Ash. Yeah. Hey. What's up, guys? I just... Kyle, can you not do that creepy just once? <laughs> That's my signature move. Welcome. It's my signature to intro. America's Off-Road Podcast, <clears throat> brought to you by Off-Road <laughs> Power Products. <laughs> So today we, <laughs> Cooper, set in the mood as always, right out yeah. of the gate. Okay. <laughs> um, oh boy. We're gonna talk a little bit about <laughs> our our trip planning and how we kind of gear up. <laughs> All right. And cut. <laughs> no cuts here. All right. What are we, what what are we talking rolling. about? That snort is official. Okay, whatever it's called. So today we're talking about trip planning. Let's get back to it. Yeah, so we're going to go through kind of our list of items that we like to cover down from vehicles to equipment. Um, Anytime we're planning to go out on a trip, whether it be a weekend, a week long, ultimate adventure, whatever it may be, um, there's a lot that goes involved in that. There's lots of planning. Um, So we're going to give kind of our take on that. Um, And and I, I think it's one of those areas that like, there's so much information available out there. There's so much stuff to know, but knowing where to go to find it and how to put it together, like it, it can be probably the most daunting part of putting together a trip. I mean, everybody totally. likes the idea of uh, the spontaneity of just saying, I'm going to throw this in the rig. And, and some people have that, but 
planning it all and uh, getting it all organized to the point that uh, you can really maximize and enjoy what it is you're doing is probably the the biggest hurdle for anyone that's looking to get into overlanding and enjoying the outdoors and kind of knowing your limits. Totally. That's a, a great point because, I mean, the, your, the planning side of it, for me, what I've learned over the years is your trip is how much you enjoy that is really going to be on how much you've prepared and planned for you because you can a lot of stuff can go sideways and if you're not ready or prepared for whatever situation you may be coming into it's a quick disaster and a quick way to ruin your trip um <laughs> especially with kids involved oh man really yeah totally um so we'll just start start with the basics um mapping I mean, it's really the step one of this entire process is where you're going. No way. Um, so let's uh, let's cover a little bit of stuff. We're actually planning a trip um, in the midst of it. Yep. And we've been for about a month now. So, um, like I said, it's a pretty tedious process. But um, Onyx Off Road, it's a good one. Oh man, it's new. It is a brand new brand new platform, and it is. It is really cool, and they're not new to this mapping game. They've been no. around for a while in the the hunting scene. <laughs> only uh, they uh, they took some time a couple of years ago, I think it was, came out to Easter Jeep Safari and and started realizing there are a lot of people that uh, really like getting off road. And and again, the hardest part of getting out there and exploring is knowing what land can you go on, what's private property, what's BLM, what's uh, forestry, yep. what uh, where can you go, where can't you go. Um, are there uh, dates that uh, certain trails are and aren't open? You know what? Uh, and it's been a really useful tool. I mean, yeah. just around here, it's been a useful tool for people that have gone out to trailheads that gates have been closed at that they aren't supposed to be closed at, and yep. they have uh, yeah. they have gone through and and avoided getting in trouble because of the fact that they can show, hey, look here. It's yeah. not supposed to be closed right now. I yeah. know it is, but it's not, according to this, it's not supposed to be. But uh, it is a killer, killer platform. And they just came out with the desktop version of that, didn't they? They did, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know when everyone's going to hear this because of podcast years are so different than our, our daily lives. But, yes, uh, they do now have the app and the desktop version, both which can be uh, purchased through us at offroadpowerproducts.com. Um, so that's pretty exciting too, because it was a little difficult right out of the gate trying to do everything on your smartphone. Mm-hmm. It makes it a little bit easier when you can sit down at your computer. Um, but there's and that that brings up you know some good questions too, like how uh, I think it's pretty ingenious the way they went about it. But so it's on your smartphone, mm-hmm. and a majority of the places that we want to go are no service, no service. True. So what what did they do to combat that? It's actually really cool. You can pre-download your trip um so the locations you're going the trails you're going to be on you can actually download those ahead of time so when you do get to a situation where you have no service you can access all that information um right on your phone so you don't have to worry about not being able to connect to wi-fi the internet whatever it may be um so that's that's really cool um another really cool feature that i found pretty useful on it is the the filtering options on there mm-hmm. um i i mean ash i know you're huge in the adventure bike stuff um yeah you can do uh you can do topo on it and totally. see elevation change and just about all kinds of different layers and if you're uh whether it's you know your adventure bike or coopers out in howie or sledge for that matter big full-size truck you can actually filter the trails according to vehicle type so if you have all the filters on you're looking at every trail you might not realize this oh this trail looks rad well it's 
single track adventure bike trail. <laughs> you're right. not going to yeah. go down it in your your four by four. So you can actually filter based upon your vehicle what trails you can access. When um, as I as I recall, having briefly glanced at it, there are also filters for um, skill level, like totally. how difficult the trail is. The trail is going to be. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they they've really come up with everything. Um, it, it's a really powerful tool, and from what I understand, it's only going to get even better. Um, yeah. I believe they are in the works right now of making more of a planning type trip planning a route, a route. route planner. Yep, that um, will uh, let you predetermine <clears throat> you know what trails you want to hit to get to your uh, destinations and. Uh, you know, this is this is a fun platform. I know it's new. A lot of people aren't following along, but uh, you know, they'd they'd probably like to hear your feedback on what's useful. Like, you know, fuel stops. That's a big one. How do yep. you plan for fuel? Like, if there was some sort of calculator that you could put in, maybe what your average fuel mileage is that you would know based on you driving it and your tank size. Yeah. Just how far you're going to end up making it, and where fuel stops might be along the way, or or even something that would help you calculate the amount of fuel you might need to bring in order to finish that trail. But uh, um, everything from possible uh, gas stops along the way to grocery stores to restaurants, things like that, whether it's on road, off road like you put in your a b destinations and how off-road do you want to get and it will come up with a couple of routes that'd be pretty rad that I don't would think be takes a lot of the guesswork a lot of the guesswork out of it too i've done so many trips that where i didn't i didn't have that type of an app and i ended up using like even google maps and trying to screenshot certain areas so that i could like you know prior plan the trip out just by going off of pictures so this is a pretty cool tool being able to actually see the trail and highlight it and be able to stay on course without having service yeah it, it's a good one so make sure you check out onyx off-road i think that'll be something that we're going to see a lot more use in the the off-road industry it's it's built for us people that love to go off-road so one well, and, and that that tool itself i i also see is um it's a good entry level tool but it's a really really good like expert level tool oh yeah something along the ways and and you know for those people that are looking to get into okay I've never done this before. What do I want want to do? Oh, I found trails just in our backyard here that I didn't even know were there. It's like, oh, well, cool. And, yeah, you can and see that's, like hiking trails too. It goes all the way down to that, don't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Well, and that that's it. But like for the person just getting started before you start jumping into week long, totally two week long overnight trips. Yep, man, just start banking a whole lot of overnight trips. Fun, quick, easy. You're gonna learn how you're gonna set up camp. You're gonna learn how to. Uh, prep meals while you're out you're you're going to get that efficiency down and figure out what you do and don't like mm -hmm. so that you can start scaling it up to a two three day trip you know weekend trip long weekend trip eventually you'll be at a week but you know the biggest thing is that this tool is amazing but the number one tool is you getting out and experiencing yep <clears throat> and yeah. the more you can you can do that whether it's a yeah overnight trip which i say get tons and tons of those in those are a blast those can be a lot of fun i probably learn more from just overnight trips than i have on full-on you know week-long trips or whole weekend just because you kind of get an idea of what what works and what doesn't work and totally. you can do it close to home so you can do it more often yeah and, and it's way easier to plan something that you know okay i'm going right here yeah yeah i'm yeah. going to set up a fire right here and yeah, you have your trip to get there and 
those week long trips are uh there's a lot to get that goes into it and uh, a lot of logistics there. yeah which which kind of ties into the next point here um and another feature cooper mentioned about the onyx showing you what land you're on is permitting um well that that's going to be more pertinent for people yeah like discovery passes and, and totally. things like that but yep. you know as far as the the depth of permitting goes i guess it really depends are you are you someone that's getting out there and making a video for yourself that's you know. Well, there's there's that too, but even like this last trip to to Oregon, you know, just for us to drive out on the dunes, like you know, and go check it out, like you, you can't go out there unless you have an ORV sticker, right? Um, so yeah, from and, and even the the people that do have experience of it, like a lot of those areas, if you're gonna go out there just to camp, that may be fine, but if you put your own personal drone in the air, there may be restrictions involved. So um, hmm. permitting is definitely something that, that we always look into. And I would recommend you guys look into it, especially if you're flying drones or doing any sort of video stuff. Hmm. Um, or even, like I said, you know, sand dunes or any recreational parks uh, may require some sort of permit just to access that park. Yeah. Um, national park or anything like that, especially Washington state up where we're located. You have to have a discovery pass to even get into a lot of areas. Yeah. So that's going to be something you'd want to know ahead of time before you get to the gate and find out oh no yep yeah and, and well and that that aspect is something that you know I, I prior to any ultimate adventuring i might not have even thought about but sure you know we'll we'll get into ultimate adventure and they'll tell us how much cash we need to have along the way because mm. we'll have to purchase permits or and, and uh, even on the roads i think when when i was with you like Sometimes you go to places you've never been. There's tolls. Yeah. yeah. you got to stop and pay a toll. Oh, my gosh. Toll if anyone bridges. has to drive cross country, <laughs> wow. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. So, yeah, I mean, that I think permitting plays a big role in your, your trip. Um, obviously, more to the lines of those week-long um, trips where you're covering a ton of ground. Um, just make sure you know the area you're going to. If there are permits required, definitely take a look into those. Which also um, brings up to me duration of the trip. You probably want to know what your duration of the trip is prior to going. Totally. Um, so that you can obviously plan appropriately for food and ration and water and vehicle supplies. Um, I think that one kind of goes without saying. Knowing what your duration is, if it's going to be an overnighter, then obviously you don't need much. Um, again, that one kind of goes without saying. But um, I'd like to talk on the mapping side. I'm a huge fan of contingency plans. Onyx off-road's cool, <clears throat> but there's something to be said about a physical hard copy map as well. Oh, yeah. Um, again, contingency plans. Uh, a lot of people don't know that a lot of, like, your local ranger forest stations, uh, U.S. Forest Service and ranger stations, you can go and you can pick up a map, and a lot of times they'll give them to you. Yep. Um, and it'll show you campsites, uh, designated areas, trailheads, things like that. Um, I've always, in my area that I've explored around here, like North Idaho area, picked up just about everyone for every location, mm -hmm. and they are very detailed. Um, so they're pretty cool. I keep a bunch of those on my truck. Um, so those are something that you should pick up. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, I, oddly enough, Ash, just cleaning, uh, cleaning up my uh, Jeep the other day, found all three of mine. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yep. I found, uh, so I, I did a lot, lot of adventure bike riding a couple of years back and I had one of the St. Joe that I just found St. Joe National Forest in Idaho and I highlighted all my routes that I've took and it was my goal over a summer break to get on every single road in the St. Joe Forest 
and I, I only missed a couple, but it's pretty cool when you get those. Um, you can kind of mark down highlight areas, see where you've been. Um, obviously, something to be said about old school and St. Joe going. area, like going up over that uh, Polanski Highway over that way, Moon Pass. Over yeah, to- you can go from Wallace over Moon Pass to get in. That'll bring you into Avery. So that's beginning of St. Joe National mm-hmm, Forest, mm-hmm. or you can come from uh, St. Mary's area too. That area but, is epic. Yeah, there's some really cool riding back there yeah. and uh, awesome <clears throat> camping. Uh, it doesn't get touched much too. You go out there even on a busy weekend and you only see 10, 15 right. people. And it's close to home. It's only a couple <clears throat> hours. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maps. Maps are a cool thing. Um, I wouldn't ever neglect grabbing a just a traditional hard copy because i've never had one of them run out of power and die no no (laughs) they don't die on you no No. they last forever yeah (laughs) as long as your kids don't get hold of them it's it's like a dog (laughs) (laughs) um and another another thing i think that fits really well into mapping out your route is knowing the terrain that you're going to be in um Mm -hmm. which which is almost a paralleled with what Cooper mentioned, you know, know your experience as well. If you're advanced or if you're a beginner, um, what vehicle are you taking? Um, it's easy to look at a map and be like, that trail looks cool. I want to go there. And you yeah. get to the trailhead and you, there's no way you're, you're going like, to get up. What? The I have a ZR too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I mean, it, it even goes into <laughs> this current trip we're planning. I mean, we've got a, you know, our guy that sits behind the camera, drives some big old Mini man van. Yeah, like Sprinter van. You're trying to you're trying to make it sound cooler than it is. <laughs> like it is like the ultimate man sandal closet. Oh, totally. Man yes, oh, yeah. it is. Wonder but bird. we we've got to you Tevas know, as we're everywhere <laughs> as we're planning this trip out. We've got to make sure everywhere we're going, a two wheel drive van can follow. Otherwise, yeah. we're not going to get the content we need. I'm so. hoping it can't because <laughs> I will hook up to it with Spartacus and drag it. Let her eat. <laughs> So yeah, knowing the terrain you're going to be in, and uh, and you know even circling back to Onyx, that app does help with that to a certain extent. But um, you know, get on Google Maps, whatever whatever you can do to make sure you can get a close look at that and figure out before you leave and go to there that you know you can actually access it and get it with the vehicle that you're in because nothing ruins a trip more than figuring out you cannot i've done that quite a, quite a few times so i planned out a really cool trip and ended up taking the ladies car because it was more fuel efficient to come to find out that that four service road was it was not car friendly <laughs> it was so not a heavily we traveled. had a pretty heavy detour and it ruined the trip so yeah i mean it, it's crucial and and again these are just some of our key points um there's a there's a lot more that can go into just mapping your oh man your trip out i mean we could we, talk we could talk hours. about this for hours um so we'll move on to the next thing which i think is is pretty important um just as much so as actually mapping out your trip and that's your vehicle prep um and I, and I don't necessarily mean, you know, the parts you're putting on it, but more so making sure the parts that are on it are functional and can handle whatever you're going to do to it. Checking stuff like your ball joints, making sure your steering's good. Um, I know, Cooper, I see you out there all the time before your trips going front to back in mm-hmm. your Jeep, just checking all those crucial points. So what are... Uh, I know both of you guys are, are constantly doing that, even we from... Were, we the, were just talking about this a week ago, too, and I, hmm. I knew we were going on the trip, and I, and I called you and said, okay, yeah, <laughs> what uh, what are some areas of concern? What's the truck doing differently now that yep. it didn't do before? So that, uh, And really, it comes down to not, not like anyone else, but you, the person that drives it, knowing totally. your vehicle well enough to know, 
okay, what's doing what? What are the weak points? What are the things I got to check? Yeah. And putting the time in and checking it because I can tell you right now, it's way easier working <laughs> on this stuff in the shop than it is on the trail where you don't have a, a part store you can go get things at. So. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> Yeah, and we all have that one friend. We've all found that one guy on the trail too that didn't have any tools, or the vehicle wasn't, you know, went through and thoroughly diagnosed or prepped for the trip that you're on, or had no business even being there in the first place. So, vehicle <laughs> oh, preparation's big. Um, I kind of, I mean, everybody probably has their own thing. I start from the front of the vehicle and work my way back, and I actually grab a bunch of different wrenches and sockets that I know will be on the vehicle. I guess. This applies to like a motorcycle, for example. I'll grab mm. a, an 8, a 10, a 12, a 14 mil wrench, and I'll work on every bolt that's an 8 front to back, and then I'll grab my 10, and I'll work on every bolt front to back. Paint marking certain bolts that like to come loose, and just going through the vehicle, checking fluids, doing all that. I mean, that's going to save you a ton of grief if something were to happen. And if you have a problematic area, it's good to note that so that you can kind of come back to that maybe before the next trip. And, and like, as far as that all goes, there are a lot of things that you can do. Yes, knowing your vehicle is really good. Some other things that are really good are uh, if you've got uh, a buddy that's over that you've coerced with some beer, you know, having them shake the rig while you lay around underneath it and listen hmm. for any pops, clicks, yep. bumps, things like that. Have them, have them shift the steering wheel back and forth so you can check out all the tie rod ends, ball joints. Um, any of the steering linkage, make sure everything's nice and tight and then, um, you know, kind of move your way on, on back. I, I always start there just so I know what I'm going to end up focusing on when I put it on the hoist. Now I know everybody doesn't have a hoist, but <laughs> I check the stuff on the ground that I need to check on the ground. Then I'll put it in the air and I'll go through anything that's got a Zerks getting grease. Um, any of the critical bolts that I know generally like to work loose, I like to put a wrench on, and uh, I like to go through and make sure steering's good because that's always good. Yeah, you, steering's yeah. cool. <laughs> that's it's cool. The brakes, yeah. too. Yeah. Brakes, brakes. kind of a nice one. And, <laughs> and even touch on Ash's thing, I did this the other day. Um, it wasn't a trip I was going on, but I knew I was going to be working on my truck here at the shop. We were doing a video. And the second I got out of my truck, normally I have my tool bag in there at all times. <clears throat> and we went to go pull my wheels off my truck, and Cooper looks at me, and he's like, Lug nut wrench. Where's your wheel key? Where's your lug nut key? And I was like, oh, it's at home. Perfect. So <laughs> Right where it should right be. Right where it should be. So to touch a little more on the tools, even like making sure it's it's definitely crucial to have all those wrenches and stuff, but go through. If you have a wheel key, make sure it's in your rig. If you have, you're also going to want a way to jack your truck up if you get a flat. Do you have a jack? You better pack it. Um, so all those little tools, jumper cables, um, that you might not think about when you're getting ready to head out, um, will definitely help if you get a flat or run into something. Well, like and all this stuff also jumps into a bigger, bigger totally. conversation. Cause you yeah. can get to a point where you just took your 4,000 pound rig and made it a 10,000 pound behemoth. Yep. You know, it really, <laughs> it really comes down to knowing your rig, you know, critical stuff, stuff that is extremely vehicle specific, like lug nut keys yeah should stay with the vehicle <laughs> so yep. that you can change out that spare because there was a really nice spare in the bed of that truck and all i kept thinking was wow if he got a flat there was nothing <laughs> that, he could do that's what he said you were like i'm going into the parking lot and letting the air out of your tires before you leave today <laughs> good luck um yeah yeah all that stuff is to and again like cooper said it could be a whole another conversation but those i think are some of the key points um to look at before you do take off um which i think 
when you do take off, um, you got to kind of let somebody know where you're going. Oh yeah. Safety, safety third. Yeah, safety third. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, tell somebody where you're going. We all have a friend or someone that has gotten into some situation. Nobody knows where they were. Um, I mean, a perfect example is that hiker in Utah that uh, fell. The rock landed on him. Had he told somebody where he was going, he'd probably still be probably a different outcome. Hmm. I got one. Uh, Power wagons in Moab last year. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. It's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We just get done with the trail, and we decide we're just going to quickly run out and hit Pritchett <laughs> in full-size sure. eggs. Sure, just quickly. Uh, just quick little run, four of us, <laughs> full-size ramp trucks, going to go hit it. We aren't, I don't know, quarter mile into the trail and someone loses a bead. Oh, boy. We got to like, yeah. This was nighttime too, wasn't it? Uh, no, it didn't start off. It was 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, you started it. Like literally our goal was to hit the end of the trail for sunset because that would have been epic. Yeah. Uh, when did we get off the trail? uh seven o'clock in the morning Ooh, it was an epic night like there was some (laughs) carnage like it was there were some really good memories made but the problem is everyone that expected us to be back at whatever eight nine o'clock yep uh had no idea where we were for another 12 hours you can imagine the uh, hysteria um luckily for us a few of them knew where we were going and they knew who was on it. So they didn't freak out too much and we made it to the start the next day and they were all happy, but yeah. um, it's definitely one of those things. The more, the more people know, the better, cause you never know what's going to happen. And on, on that one, there was, there was quite a bit of carnage. It was pretty, uh, it was pretty unique. I got, <laughs> I got my own story there too. That was uh, kind of circling back to adventure bikes. I had a friend, we went up in the St. Joe actually, and you two have heard this story, yeah. but uh um, a good buddy of mine just kind of mi- miscalculated a corner and he didn't make the corner. We're on a pretty steep logging road. There's a creek off one side and he went off the trail or off the, the logging road, tried to break and make it, but just didn't, didn't quite get it. And, uh, he went off the embankment probably about 30, 40 feet down and landed, uh, on a log over his chest. Um, I want to say lacerated his liver and really, Ooh. really destroyed a kidney um, which is still done today. So he's only got one that's good. And we had no service, nothing to do. We had no communications. We had no cell phone service. It was, it was rough. We were able to put him on another bike, leave that bike there and ride him out to the closest place we could get. But uh, that was painful. Oh yeah. He was having a great time. Mm. Um, but we had told, um, actually my lady and his where we were going to be. And as soon as we were able to get in contact with them. They were already on their way with the truck oh, wow. and we got him life flighted out of there. So, uh, man, I'm really happy that we took that extra step to let people know where we were mm-hmm. because we didn't even know where we were at that point. We tried to get the closest direction our closest route out of there, which came back to mapping. Thankfully I had a map to see where the closest spot we could probably get communications, which we found a house and borrowed their phone. So that definitely, uh, I shouldn't say house, but a, like a little tavern. So, yes. Well, and, and you bring up a good point with communications, which is huge. Um, even if you if you don't tell somebody where you're going, but if you don't have some some form of communication, not a cell phone. I'm talking like 
You know, Garmin makes the InReach satellite um, phone. The InReach, yeah. which is I don't know if Spied. you've ever heard of a uh, Blue Cosmo. <clears throat> I haven't. Super cool website. You can rent a sat phone oh, nice. by the day or by the month. Huh. As low as like it's like eight bucks a day. Oh wow! You if you're going on a trip, you know you're not going to have service. You can go to this website. You can rent <clears throat> a satellite phone. They'll ship it to you with all the charging cables, everything in a box, ready to go. Wow. Um, when you're done, you send it back, and that's it. I like that inReach, though. That's something that I've been looking at from Garmin. That's pretty cool. And that just communicates it with is. your phone, doesn't it? Like uh, yeah, it syncs up with your phone as soon mm-hmm. as you hit the SOS feature. Um, you can actually text through your phone. That's cool. Yeah. Through the Garmin, which it's it's crazy. If you get on YouTube, there's even a lot of people on there with live stories of life lights coming down. I was watching one where there's a person, a hiker had fallen and they were on a beach. They used their Garmin in reach. And next thing you know, they're recording with their cell phones, life light coming down, picking up that person off. The That's beach. awesome. But, um, yeah, definitely. I mean, telling somebody where you're going to go is great, but a lot of these places we're going, you have no communication. So if something does go wrong, you have no way of, of accessing help. Yeah. And um, it's, I mean, obviously you're going to go with your comfort level on things, but uh, at the end of the day, it's a tool and it's better to have and not need than need and not have. Absolutely. Totally. And you just, I mean, you never know, even your example, your biker friend, you never know when something crazy like that's going to happen. No, we were never pre- prepared for that. I've changed everything that I've done since then with medical gear and trauma kits and mm-hmm. things like that. So mm-hmm. it was an eye-opening experience, but I would let my uh, my story there be a lesson that you should probably take a little extra time and put that stuff together because you really don't know and these this guy along with myself have been riding motorcycles for over 20 years extremely experienced and just made a little little mistake yeah Yeah. which brings us into our our kind of our last piece of this puzzle of planning out our trips um is the safety aspect of it um and it it's a little bit more extensive um with just having a first aid kit is is great. That's a an awesome place to start. That's kind of bare bones in my opinion. Um, yeah. Ash, you and I were talking about um, the locations you're going to could be totally different than what you're used to at home. You could be going, say, down to Arizona, like we did for Overland X or yeah, Overland Adventure, snake infested everywhere yeah. with poison snakes. Um, not something we run into a lot up here. Um, mm. So making sure you know the area you're going to, what kind of animals are there. What kind of first aid kits are you going to need um, is huge, not just your basic little first aid kit. I think you could definitely take it to a next level and prep for, um, you know, if it's bee season, make sure you pick up an EpiPen, keep an EpiPen in your truck sure. if you have anybody with allergies. There's um, two big medical kits that people should be aware of, too. You have trauma kits, which is usually around stopping the bleed. Mm-hmm. And then you have, and this is something that I'm super interested in lately, but uh, trauma kits and what I like to call boo-boo kits. Boo-boo kits are like those little red bags you buy at Walmart and they have your basic things like, um, you know, they're going to have some Tylenol and ibuprofen and some bandages in it and maybe some gauze. Um, those are great for the family and the kids if you fall down and scrape a knee. But trauma kits are a big thing too if you're in a side-by-side or a vehicle and you're in a rollover. Um, things to stop the bleed are extremely critical. Um, it's definitely changed in the last, I would say 15 years where CPR used to be a big thing now Mm. or back then. And now it's really about stopping the bleed. So, um, I would encourage everybody to take a class. I've done so myself and learned so much about basic stuff. A $30 tourniquet saves more lives a year than anything else. Well, and there's some, some killer 
some of those outer limits kits yes. that we have are awesome. Oh man, they got clotting agents, they Everything. got tourniquets, they got mm-hmm. you know you, you can get as big as you want. You can get the kind that a paramedic would pull out of the back. You, of you it. can pretty much perform heart surgery <clears throat> out of something. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, and Huge. it's cool because they they all are. EMTs, paramedic, firefighters that are designing this product. Mm -hmm. So they're using this stuff firsthand every day. And those outer limit kits, yeah. I mean, you can get a little day pack up to this massive, awesome Pelican case with every... That's what what we carry in howitzer. Yeah. It's the big one. And it's it's cool because you go on a trip with a group, there's probably... It's always great to be the most experienced... Or not the most experienced, most prepared person there. Somebody has an issue. I mean, they have an insane amount of medications in there, from even oh, low yeah. blood sugar medication to I saw that, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's a really cool kit. Outer limit supplies. Um, if you want the best first aid kit on the market, that's that's oh, got to be one down. of them. And they make um, vehicle mounts too. So for those guys, yeah. like for roll bar attachments and mounting it inside the cab, and it's quick disconnect. Quick yeah. So if you need to grab it and get over. Like, how many times have I seen a rollover happen and you can't get, like, if you have it hard-mounted to your vehicle, I mean, what, are you going to stuff stuff in your pockets? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's pretty cool. You can just grab it and go at that point. Yep. Um, or maybe, you know, have it in multiple vehicles where you can move it around to whatever, which one you're in. Yeah. No, it, and that's that's phenomenal. And, you know, that's something that I never really tell Ultimate Adventure <laughs> where it's a requirement. Okay, yep. you got to have this stuff in there. I mean, between the first aid kits, the fire extinguishers, everything else you know all the all the basics the stuff that you might not think about those are all great things to keep in mind when you're planning your trip yeah we were pumped when we ran we ran into those guys at off-road expo down in flagstaff area i Mm -hmm. think yeah yeah so it's cool to see them getting into the off-road market and kind of catering towards um that crowd um and then taking it a little bit outside of the first aid is like the defense side of things back to the animals yeah Cooper, I think you can definitely touch on this. I know you can, Ash. You just went to Alaska. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And it's not, I mean, a first aid kit's not going to fend off an angry grizzly bear. I mean, it might, depending on how <laughs> hard you throw it at right. it. <laughs> so that's always, you know, I'm not saying you've got to bring a gun, um, but. Now, you got you to gotta do what you're comfortable with. Totally. I mean, like, I, I, went, I went to Alaska, and, yeah, there, there's bear spray, there's. You know, air horns. There are all kinds of things that you can do there. Like totally. for me, I I know how to use, and I've been around a whole lot. So sure. I brought my shotgun and I brought a pistol, and yeah. uh, you know, it was one of those things where uh, I I hoped I didn't have to use it. I didn't really want to. I didn't want to pull it out of the rig a whole lot. You know, I had it where I could access it real quickly and easily. And and when we were in camp, it would sit on the front seat and it'd be ready to go and there were like two or three people that i let know okay this is right here so yeah, if yeah. something happens <clears throat> there were a few people that i trusted to have it but on there's a, in the middle of the night oh we had a it was morning first thing in the morning yeah. we had a moose run through camp um and that moose like they say everything's bigger in alaska <laughs> like for moose <laughs> and that is no joke i was in that rooftop tent on stretch and that thing looking was like up at looking it. <laughs> looking in yeah i'm like oh my gosh that yeah. thing's huge i was worried it was going to step on some people in camp but and they they said when i called up there to talk to uh cuz i i went through canada with my firearm so i had no ammo with me and uh <clears throat> which is great because you're like cool i have this with me i'm about <laughs> to stick <laughs> i'm about to go 2400 miles in wilderness where i won't see anything and i have no way of using any of this 
But uh, I, I was talking to the guys up there at uh, the Sportsman's Warehouse in Wasilla, and they said the number one most dangerous animal in Alaska was a moose. Yeah. I mean, I you think it. bear automatically, because, but nope, moose, I guess they're really ill-tempered. They but are Winkle's aggressive. not cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was worried it was going to step on Cam and Camp, but that's what I'm comfortable with. That's what I carry. Um, I most certainly don't want to get in a situation where I, my first thought is, I know exactly where my shotgun is in my house, in my gun safe, <laughs> not where I can use it. That's great. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, it, it's definitely good to be prepared in those kinds of situations with animals mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I um, mean, at the end of the day, I've always worried that uh, bear spray is just going to be like Cholula for a bear. <laughs> you know, it's going to, I'll probably be facing the wrong way. It'll shoot into the wind, <laughs> into come your back face. on me, and the bear's yeah. going to be like, "Oh, this one's this one's seasoned. That's wonderful." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I carry I carry both. I carry a firearm <clears throat> and I carry bear spray. Mm-hmm. Um, bear spray or firearm would be kind of an alternative. Bear spray is quite a bit statistically more effective. <clears throat> yeah, um, against bear, let's say up in our area. Um, but I, I carry both and do what you're comfortable with, like Cooper said. Um, having a lot of experience with firearms i'm comfortable carrying one i carry one on my chest uh when i'm in bear territory hiking and things like that mm-hmm. but i mean this might not be applicable to a lot of people because you don't have large game in your area and if that's the case then, then don't worry about it mm. yep <clears throat> and lastly really is is going to be kind of the essentials to where if you run into any of these situations we've been talking about where the something unknowns. yeah the unknown something unfortunate happens um, the kind of the first thing that popped into my head is making sure you have enough food and water. Oh yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> Got to make sure we have enough food. Cooper will get violent if we don't have enough he food. He turns into his own. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, if, if for some reason, and, and I know a ton of people do, they don't have that communication access, whether it's in reach sat phone or one of those types of devices, they're in the middle of nowhere. You might wake up and your truck won't start. You're going to hike out 25 miles. What are you going to do? Do you wait with your car? Do you, um, so having, making sure if you're going for three days, pack for five days as far as food and more importantly, water goes. Water. Um, you know, we've had, we've had some scares just within our company on another ultimate adventure. Um, (laughs) I mean, Cameron loves this story. Yeah. Yeah. Our camera guy was with Coop. How hot was it? 128 degrees. And and he was out there just climbing the rocks, getting the footage, getting the, the banger shots, as he says. <clears throat> yeah, poor guy. Poor little toddler. And yeah, unfortunately didn't have enough water in his he, system. Yeah, uh, he locked up. It was, uh, he had one salty eyebrow. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you get, you get into any sort of, of pickle, un- unfortunate <laughs> circumstance when you're out there and you don't have a way to communicate with anybody. There's good alternatives there too. You don't have to actually bring. I mean, most people bring like your basic food, but we totally. sell a lot of like the the uh, what, Ration, mountain house, Ration, mountain yeah. house, and things like that. And they take up literally no space. <clears throat> oh, and that's all like, I ever carry on an ounce. adventure bike because you can't really pack full size food. Right. Yep. And they're good alternatives. Like I carry the center console on my truck. I have I think like four or five of them. So if need be, I can definitely make them. And then rather than carrying you know a gallon of water because that's kind of a pain in the butt. Uh, I just carry uh, iodine tablets. Yep. Uh, it makes the water taste terrible. Um, you can definitely <laughs> get around that, though. But, like, an iodine tablet, I mean, you can treat just one of those small little pill bottles will do, I think, like 50 gallons of water. Right. 
and I just keep one of those in my truck or a life straw, like you said. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah, like, we've, we sell lifesaver makes life, a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. And they're like, I mean, under 40 bucks, you can get one of these and, and I, they I don't honestly, expire, right? No, there's no expiration. They can no. just the, sit in your truck, sit in your truck you need it. for an emergency. Yeah. Pretty yeah. cool. I keep one in there. Um, well, the, the the cool thing about like that mountain house stuff too is like most people think of that freeze dried gnarly f- food is like oh it's, that's great that's disgusting but it's, it's actually it's pretty, pretty dang good, good. so oh, like man. if you're gonna if you're gonna have to dip into your emergency ration spaghetti it's gonna be fine their spaghetti's <laughs> yummy has anybody actually done the ice cream though no I haven't done the ice cream but I've done the peach cobbler. No, fridge freezer. Peach cobbler. Real ice cream. Real ice cream sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Until that dies. (laughs) Cooper, you can't rely on these things. We're trying to get them to be prepared. Oh, no. I will (laughs) rely on that. (laughs) Give me some mint chocolate chip. Huh? Yeah. So, really, I mean, all in all, what what it comes down to um, is just being prepared, knowing where you're going, telling someone where you're going, knowing your limitations. it's pretty straightforward, but it's, I think trip planning is not something that should be taken lightly. Um, I, I mean, think it gets overlooked a lot too. It like really is. You plan on going to a certain location, you pick the destination, but you didn't check trip or you didn't check routes. You didn't check tolls. You didn't see road closures. <clears throat> it just right. makes for an, you know, an unpleasant experience and something yep. that you might not want to go do again. And this is even more important to me. I just came to my mind when you're bringing your family along, <laughs> yeah. like when I'm bringing the lady along and then you have to do this giant detour and it's not fun and you don't have the right food or rations and it just ruins the whole trip. Yep. Um, I mean, we're kind of men, so it's kind of like a challenge at that point. So it becomes <laughs> fun to like see how far we can go. <laughs> at least I'm that way. Yeah. I, I, I don't, you know, that kind of stuff. And that could go either way. That's really a perspective. Like, yes, um, it is nice to have that. Uh, but I, I think some of my most memorable trips have had a, a wrench thrown in them partway through it. So True. Yeah. I think I think the the biggest thing out of this is do the best you can. Yeah. Yep. And just make sure to keep keep sight of what's, you know, important. Like have fun. Yeah. No whining. Have fun on the trip. If something happens, roll with the punches. Enjoy it. That's probably going to be the most memorable part of that trip. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, remember that time our camera guy totally got dehydrated, almost died? <laughs> It'll be amazing. We tell that story for Talk years about to come. Forever. Years to come. Yeah. Yep, nobody ever forgot I flopped day one in the X3 either. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> which and I, I got was... to rescue you, which was awesome. Yeah, it's great. So, everyone, <laughs> thank you for tuning in to another episode of America's Off-Road Podcast. Um, make sure you shoot us an email at off or a podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're going to do an episode where we answer your questions and visit some of that stuff. So always yeah, cool. shoot us an email. You can personalize it. Ask Cooper, ask me, radio a question. We'll answer it for you. Uh, we'll see you next time, guys. Make sure you come check us out, offroadpowerproducts.com. And uh, thanks for listening. Ooh-wee. Booyah. Bye-bye. <laughs>